Hey guys, welcome back to Pucks and Pages. My name is Steven. That was my wife of now four years, Liberty. And we run a podcast where we try to get our significant other to enjoy our hobbies by talking about the latest news in both books and sports. What a week. I am not excited to talk about it. Yeah, it uh, was a rough week for your sports team for the most part. And it's just kind of a bummer to kind of end the week on that news. Right, right. We're technically recording this a little bit early because of things schedule-wise not working out the way we want. So this is the day after my team's been eliminated from the playoff picture for the Stanley Cup. And also the day after my team qualified for the playoffs for the Stanley Cup as the number 12 seed. Pretty much the entire time. Whatever my team did, your team also did. Yeah. So it's, did the opposite of let's well when you're looking at it as our teams both won the same games on yeah. the same days it's exactly the same but it is a flipped position where you're the underdog here and we were supposed to just win out over the Canadians and it did not happen yeah it was a rough rough series to watch with you they seemed like your penguins were a little asleep at the wheel I think the time off rust never really kind of uh, shook itself off Well, normally in Rust we trust, but this was not that way. It was not that kind of Rust, to say the least. It just, it felt like they were playing back on their heels the whole time, and so we didn't make the playoffs for the first time in quite a few years. I think this is the first time since I started watching them that we have not made it to the postseason. And it's not like it was a really, the crazy thing is it wasn't that difficult of a series for you guys, even as... The fact that you lost the series, two of the games went to OT, which, you know, in the NHL world and playoffs, OT games are just a flip of a coin. It could really go either way. It just happened to not go in the direction of your team's benefit at all. Right. I think we should focus on the playoff picture overall, which is almost all of the teams that will be making it into the actual playoffs have clinched. I guess is the right way to say it. Yeah, we're pretty much just waiting on Toronto and Columbus to figure their stuff out. And of course, I would like Toronto to get eliminated because I don't want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. You know, your name is Liberty and you say you're not that American, but then you're like, get rid of Canada. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's (laughs) this is considered Canadian sports like it's not considered an American sport. And so because of that, I want an American team to win. Well, on top of that, too, it's been, what, since 93 since there's yes. been a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? So Let's just keep that rolling. Keep the trend on moving. In, in fairness, um, you know, a lot of Canadian teams did get through this round. Yeah, so right now the playoff picture is going to look like this. For the Eastern Conference, you have Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, <coughs> Philadelphia, Carolina, New York, and Montreal, the New York Islanders to be specific, and Montreal. And then the to be determined between that one series, and that's going to get played out on the 9th. Yeah, so we are recording on Saturday, so sorry guys, we can't update you on the Sunday games. We'll probably put something over on Twitter about it. And then for the Western Conference, you've got St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, Calgary, Arizona, Chicago, and Vancouver. Right. So Uh, that is all set for the Western Conference. Yeah, it's locked up. Um, We'll be seeing the schedule, I'm sure, coming out probably like Monday for the actual like seeding games and all that stuff. Right. 
Well, the last games are going to be played the 8th and the 9th, so probably by the end of the day on the 9th, they're going to know who's playing whom. And by the end of the day, we should know who the number one and number two seeds of both conference are going to be. They have games today where they're facing off each other, and basically whoever wins is going to be the number one, and whoever loses is going to be the number two seed. Yeah. We also have the draft lotteries happening on Monday. I guess we'll see if my team gets the first pick, because something good needs to come out of this. The the Not only to... upside left for your organization. It really freaking is. <laughs> And um, then the official Stanley Cup playoffs and not the play-ins, the playoffs are going to start on Tuesday, August 11th. So we'll get actual playoff hockey. Yeah, and the crazy thing is there's two pieces of news that I have from the NHL that were pretty interesting. With some of the wins that went on amongst some of the teams that Ottawa has been trading with, they now have three first-round picks in this draft. They also have, and it gets crazier, four picks in the second round of this draft. And then no picks for the rest of the... They can literally pick their entire first line of forwards, so center two wingers and two defensemen, and then pick a second pair of defensemen. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insanity to know that everything worked out in the favor of Ottawa for the first time in forever, it seems, because like, nothing works out for Ottawa. That's always well, the way it's been. They've never been a real contender, in my opinion. They've had a couple good years when they were led by some good goalies. Like, to be mentioned, Robin Leonard had a pretty good run with them for a little while. Um, you just like anyone who's ever gone through Chicago at any point in time. No, I have respect for Leonard. The only thing that that poor man struggles with and probably will for the rest of his career is shootouts, and it breaks my heart to see that, but... It's a mental block. They specifically have sports therapists on hand to work through this crap. He can get over it. Well, it's totally fine. If they have a problem at goalie right now, Ottawa can pick the best goalie in the draft. <laughs> There's no question about it. Having that many picks, you know, they screw up. Boy, they've definitely earned their failures at that point. Right. And the second piece of news that I have this week is going to be about the Seattle Kraken hiring the first NHL African-American full-time play-by-play broadcaster for their organization and the rest of the NHL, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I feel like it's behind the times for the league, but it's good that this organization is starting out the right way. Yeah, they definitely started off in a good manner to kind of show the standard of what the NHL should look like versus what it currently does. Right. And I think for the most part, I'm okay with them coming into the league because it looks like they're working on diversity in the league. They're working on trying to get their arena up to what should be a standard across the NHL. So as far as them coming in and being this 32nd team, I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem in my opinion. But at the same time, I don't want Vegas to come in. I kind of don't want these guys to come in because I know they're going to steal someone I love. Yeah, that is the one negative thing about expansion drafts. They can get ugly really fast. Yeah, you can only protect so many players. The good news is you have one full season to contemplate who you're going to keep. So you've got some time to figure out which direction your organization's really going in and who you're going to protect. Well, I know what goalie I would protect. And we're going to stop talking about that there and not make it ugly. I was going to say that could be a very tough conversation because you do have two very qualified starting goalies currently Mm -hmm. in your organization. And yet I still know who I would protect. Moving on. For the MLB, the one weird piece of news that I found out is someone who used to work with the Los Angeles Angels. He was a staffer for them, and I don't know what job he had, but Eric Kay 
was officially charged with Tyler Skagg's death and apparently he supplied drugs to the pitcher and the pitcher was found in a hotel room here in Texas on July 1st of last year dead. Yeah, he had overdosed. Um, he was supposed to pitch the day after he was found dead. So he, I'm going to guess he didn't make it for that one. Maybe a little too soon, <laughs> based on the somber news we're about to read Sorry. off. Um, Eric K. was the former communications director for the organization. As the investigation went along, they terminated his contract accordingly, obviously. Right. You know, he did supply drugs to players, which is A, illegal in every state as it would be, and B, horrible wrong thing to do, like, period, in an organization. Um, He's being charged with conspiracy to distribute fentanyl. He wasn't the only drug that, during the investigation, he was found giving out or selling within the organization. It was to only this player and unnamed members of the organization, which realistically means more players. But... He basically was like the distributor, it seems, within the organization, whether it be the front office, back office, or the players. So it's good that charges are being brought forward. I'm sure his family would prefer, you know, some type of manslaughter charge because he did provide the drug that this person ended up killing himself in the process of utilizing. Well, any defense attorney is going to probably have a case against a manslaughter charge, and they're probably just going with what they know they can get him on. Charges are being brought up by the Fort Worth District Federal Courthouse, so he's going to have to attend court here in Texas um, for these charges. The toxicology, though, came back after Tyler Skaggs had passed away that included also alcohol, oxycodone, and the fentanyl that ended up killing him. The coroner basically stated that the other two things were bad, but the fentanyl is what he actually overdosed on. Okay. So... The two things that weren't provided by this guy had nothing nothing to do with him dying. Kay does have the capability of facing a minimum of 20 years if he is convicted of these charges. Now, of course, you know, plea deals and things like that could affect it, but more than likely... quote-unquote, good behavior. Yeah, more than likely, he is going to be seeing a long period of time in prison for basically helping him die. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely weird news to come so late. After it had happened last year, obviously, over a year. I'm assuming that a lot of that has to do with having to have all those tests run, toxicology and stuff. It's not like CSI. It doesn't take 48 hours to find out what someone died from. It takes longer than that. Yeah. And then to speak to more weird news, at the A's and Mariners game, somebody paid for a Steve Bartman cutout to be placed in the stands I don't know conveniently along is. the left field line of the field where Steve Bartman ruined the chances for the Chicago Cubs. I don't know who this person is. So Steve Bartman is the guy that reached out in front of Moises Alou, took away a fly ball, and ruined the run for the Cubs a number of years back. And a lot of people blame him for extending the curse okay. that had already existed over the Chicago Cubs and I their championship like run. I feel like you told me about this at some point, and I forgot. And the irony is now that this cutout is appearing in different stadiums around the major leagues right now so steve bartman you know i know that they changed your name for reasons to protect you from cubs fans everywhere being put into witness protection but it's irony that you're reappearing everywhere kind of haunting the mlb's dreams with 2020 situation that's going on right Right. now well and the mlb had to postpone the cubs cardinals series after 
yet another positive COVID test. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting how everything is breaking down with the COVID situation right now. Obviously, the Cardinals tested positive. They ended up having one new positive case. But being enough as a player that they're around the other players now, they have to wait the time for all those people to be retested and double negative before they can go back and play more games. Like I said last week, I don't understand why these people aren't in a bubble. You think you're going to have less positive test if you just go from city to city? The total now for the Cardinals is 14. They still haven't trumped the Marlins numbers, but not by much. (laughs) Give them a couple days. Yeah. Um, What's crazy about this is the games that have been delayed for the Cardinals is going to force the Cardinals to play 55 games in 49 days. So they're going to have a lot of doubleheader seven inning series, Well, to say the least. I'm under the assumption that this season's just going to fall apart before we get to the end. Yeah. And with all the things that have changed, now over 12 teams' schedules have been completely altered due to COVID-19. I wonder if the negotiations had gone on better and happened sooner, if any of that would have changed anything. I want to say yes, because... You could have got on with it sooner, but at the same time, you had more time to figure out how you were going to deal with the COVID situation, and it just feels like the baseball league's season is just falling around their ears. And to top it all off, the Cardinals game against the White Sox at the Field of Dreams was also canceled, which is the lovely cornfield in Iowa where they were meant to play a baseball game and kind of throw back to the movie Field of Dreams. Yeah. Way to go, Cardinals, canceling all the things. Was it some guy going to a strip club? No. Like that one baseball player? No. Oh, dang. It was not. And that was an NBA player that did that, not a Major League Baseball player that went to the strip club. (laughs) And then some great news. Steven Strasburg, the ex-alum of San Diego State and current defending MVP of the World Series, is going to be pitching in his first game tomorrow. Back from his tingly fingers that you talked about last week. It seemed that he did a couple exhibition-based outings in the bullpen. They basically have him throw multiple pitches, different pitch orders, all that stuff. And he hasn't been experiencing any tingling in his fingers. So they go, they're comfortable with him getting the start this Sunday. That just still makes me nervous because I wonder about nerve damage in your hand. Or it's a circulation problem, which is probably just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, it's it's definitely good to see him coming back, obviously, as one of the star pitchers in the league. It's always sad to see those guys not getting the opportunity to play a full season. Well, technically no one's playing a full season right now. You know what I mean. A full shortened season due to COVID-19. <laughs> Just add that to everything due to COVID-19. Just putting asterisks on everything. Yep. And then something that was breaking news-wise while we were recording last week was about Cespedes the New York Mets player who decided not to show up for his game in New York. Is this the guy that disappeared and no one knew where he was? Yes. I was very concerned that he was dead. I'm assuming you're going to tell me he's not dead. He's not dead. That's good. Yeah. Put the cherry on top of the story here. He decided he was going to opt out of the season and not tell anybody about it. So the team got on the bus. He wasn't on the bus. So the team had to leave. So they went to the stadium and sent somebody up to his room And when they got to the room, there was nobody there, and all of his things were gone. So it's like, he obviously didn't get kidnapped if his stuff isn't there. No, if they're a really good kidnapper, you would take all of his crap, too. (laughs) You would just assume they left over his own free will. 
Yeah, so they they end up in the room. There's nothing there. And then they're trying to reach him by calling him and calling his agent. Nobody's picking up. So for, I don't know, it was probably in the realm of like six to eight hours. He was just MIA from the organization and the MLB. Nobody knew where he was. See, guys like this are the reason that you have to be missing for 24 hours before the cops want to look into it. <laughs> the the pure definition as to why the police don't investigate kidnappings right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or disappearances. Right. (laughs) Did he come out and say anything about why that was? Why he just went off the grid for eight hours? Not particularly, but in fairness, English isn't his first language, so it's quite a chance that it just didn't translate well, or for some reason his agent didn't do his job very well, which was to communicate it. I think disappearing without a trace is his first language. (laughs) Clearly, in in some way, shape, or form, he doesn't realize that there was something wrong in in that instance. Um, He did end up apologizing for everybody freaking out, but that's really about it. So I'm going to say something, and if we don't like it, we're going to delete it. Is this guy Russian? No. Okay. (laughs) You should leave that in, because (laughs) that's not even close to being a Russian name, and I love it. But we did have a couple blowouts this week with the MLB. Some of the biggest ones, the Orioles defeating the defending champion Nationals 11-0. And the Orioles are normally one of the bottom teams in the league. So it's kind of weird to see the defending champions losing to a garbage team. I think the break has done a lot of things for a lot of teams you wouldn't have expected it from. Like, oh, I don't know, the Canadians in hockey. But I think, especially with the MLB, because they had such a long break. Well, they had spring training still, so they had about the same length of break that everybody else did. But the level of competitive matches, other than friendly exhibitions during spring training, I guess you could argue, yes, they had a long pause. I think spring training is just going out there and stretching your legs compared to an actual season. It's been a long time since they had a serious game. I don't know. I would tend to disagree a little bit. Obviously, the players aren't playing in the full games. Spring training is kind of like preseason anything sports. It is an opportunity for the younger guys to make a name for themselves. So you definitely see those guys playing harder than anybody else usually. But I can agree to disagree a little bit. And one that wasn't really a blowout, but just like no defense and no pitching. The Tigers defeated the Pirates 17-13 in 11 innings of play. I don't know if it's just because it's baseball or because I don't understand. But that feels like way too many innings. Yeah. It feels like if you didn't figure out who wins at the end of the ninth, then you should have one more. And then if you still don't know, that should just be the end. Or like sudden death pitching or something. If you strike out, you're out. Yeah. And you lose. And this is why you don't run the MLB. But <laughs> it's definitely an interesting thought. You know, I'm sure they'll bring it up next time they're discussing oh, the yeah. CBA. Mm-hmm. Have <laughs> um, you heard of sudden death pitching? Yeah. It's the new it's, way to it's end all, the game. It's all the rave. Should be. <laughs> why would you want to do 11 innings? That's so many innings. It's extra baseball. It's just like overtime in hockey now, you know, but in the playoffs. But I enjoy extra hockey. I don't enjoy extra baseball. <laughs> And, and hear why your opinions are not heard by the MLB <laughs> as a whole. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yep, that's it. The Indians defeat the Reds 13-0. to zero. It was actually a pretty good pitching duel up until the seventh inning, which was the inning after the pitcher for the Reds was taken out of the game. It was 13-0, and Carlos Carrasco, who is the pitcher for the Indians, pitched six innings, striking out eight, only giving up one hit. I know that yawn is definitely showing off how exciting that baseball is. 
I'm sorry. I'm here. I promise. I'm listening. <laughs> Only one hit in that many innings. Yes. And that's that's and, a good job. Yeah. <laughs> but they gave up 10 runs in the seventh. The relief pitchers for the Reds definitely struggled. It was only 3-0 to zero going in at that point. So That doesn't sound like a relief. Yeah, it was uh, not a very good relief. That's for sure. The Royals defeated the Cubs 13-2 to on Thursday, which you know makes me you love enjoy to see it. it. You love to see the you Cubs lose. As a White Sox fan, I'm sorry. We agree on every other sport in Chicago, but this one is one we do not. Yeah, yeah. Especially as garbage as the Royals have been. They broke a five-game skid to win this game. All streaks, whether they're good or bad, have to end eventually. And it's even better when they end against the Cubs. As long as you're breaking a losing streak, yeah. Y- yes. Uh, the Red Sox defeated the Rays 5-0 to Wednesday. The Cubs did beat the Royals on Wednesday 6-1, to so it was kind of like payback on yeah. Thursday. The Braves beat the Blue Jays 10-1 to uh, on Tuesday, and the Marlins... Welcome back, Marlins. You finally can play baseball again because you have no COVID tests. That alone in itself is a victory. They have no COVID test or no positive? No COVID positive tests. Words. They're they're hard sometimes. Are they down to like five people on their team now? They currently have five players, I believe, on the COVID injured list. Okay. But kudos to them. Congratulations. They're finally, you know, able to play baseball again. And they defeated the Orioles 4-0. to On that outing, Pablo Lopez pitched five innings and had seven strikeouts and only gave up two hits. Again, a good number of hits to innings ratio. Yes, not as good as that other guy from that other time. No, not in that <laughs> instance. The Astros defeated the Diamondbacks 8-2 to on Tuesday. And then Oakland defeats Seattle 11-1. to Frankie Montas pitched a... Seven inning, nine strikeout, and only four hit game. So he gave up a few more hits, but had a few more strikeouts and gave up no earned runs. The one run was given up after he was done pitching. So definitely a good outing on his part as well. Do you have anything else for the MLB? Because I think that pretty much wraps up my counts of everything that I have. I got nada for you. For the NBA, the one thing that I found that I thought was hilarious and I enjoy is a player named J.J. Riddick. Riddick. He started an unofficial wine club inside the bubble. I did not find that information. That's priceless. Why do I find all the best pieces? You find the weird tidbits of news (laughs) that exist on the internet. So apparently he was checking the wine situation out when he first got to the bubble and said, this isn't good enough, which of course he did. It's so the NBA. They have to find something to complain about. He ordered a wine fridge from, apparently, there's a wine stockbroker type of guy that you can have when you're a rich person. Okay. So he got a wine fridge from his guy. It can hold 18 bottles of wine. I almost said cans of wine, so that shows you the difference between me and that guy. Yeah, you're a classy wine drinker with those <laughs> cans of wine. And he also got a bunch of wine sent to him from his wine stockbroker guy. Nice. And apparently this is becoming a trend in the bubble. And so since he did that, a bunch of other guys are starting to do the same thing. And so I guess according to the people who work there, you'll see a guy sitting at one table drinking his wine and doing whatever. And then a few feet over, you have another guy drinking wine and doing whatever. So I didn't know the NBA players were so fancy with their wines. I had no clue. 
Yeah. It's just, I thought it was really funny. Apparently, you know, you're seeing a bunch of stuff get mailed in to the guys in the different bubbles. And one guy at the NHL got this weird guitar thing we saw him unbox. That was super strange. And then this guy's got a wine fridge and someone else got a punching bag. And apparently the wine happens so frequently they get a phone call down where they sort the mail and disinfect it. Almost every day was someone going, has my wine arrived? So I thought that was hilarious for a bunch of big beefy guys. It's not like the NHL where you probably would see them more likely to be like beer drinkers or something along those lines than you would wine. Like I could kind of see the NBA players maybe being wine drinkers more so than the NHL. they make more money or they're fancier? I, it could be a little bit of both. They, they definitely dress fancier than some NHL players do. Um, you know, they have a little bit more of the money thrown into fancier streetwear and fancier your suits and things like that well i'm gonna say money but also probably gifts or sponsorships yeah something like that for that but the actual nba news outside of what i think is funny going on in the bubble all but one team have clinched their spot in the playoff positions i think there's a handful of teams open for that last spot in the west Yeah, currently there's four teams that are all within reach of getting that final spot, the eighth spot. As it sits right now in the Eastern Conference, it is currently in order of seating from one to eight. You have the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, the 76ers, the Nets, and the Magic in the eighth spot right now. And then three people underneath them who could get the spot, right? No, that's the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference is the one that still has the opportunity for that last number eight spot. The Wizards were the final team in the East that were eliminated, which was the expansion team that Michael Jordan supported when they came into the NBA. Okay. The Western Conference current seating as it stands is going to be the Lakers and the Clippers, so the two teams from L.A., one and two, go figure. The Nuggets, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Mavericks, and then in the eighth spot currently we have the Memphis Grizzlies. I've never seen a grizzly in Memphis the one time I was there. Yeah. John Morant slam dunks like a grizzly bear would, I would imagine, but otherwise, like... I feel like a bear would be very bad at basketball. (laughs) Why? Because the claws would pop the ball? Yeah. Yeah. They'd be really great at passing, though, because it would stick. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I think I want to root for the Nuggets. You want to root for the Nuggets? Yeah. So they have a player... They're the chicken nuggets, right? No. <laughs> the the Denver Nuggets. No no cheeky nuggies here. <laughs> That's um, too bad. Yeah. They they do have a guy that goes by the name of the Joker, though. And he's... Okay, never mind. Jokic is his last name, but... I take it back. No. I rescind my support. No, no nuggies due to Joker? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't get me started on my opinions on the Joker. Yeah. But also in the news this week, we had a small bit of information that came out from the NBA. There was a press conference where the spokesperson for the NBA basically stated, we'd be willing to start the season later, being like January 18th, in order to have fans in the stadium versus starting it in like late November or December-ish. So I have two things for this. And one is, is this going to turn into the MLB negotiation BS that happened this summer? All because the Player Association wants fans there. And then number two is, I don't even know if the U.S. is going to have this whole thing under control by January 18th. So you could try to stick it out for that and then go, oh, well, maybe next month, maybe next month, maybe next month. And then you lost your whole season. 
realistically, the target should be starting the season with the ability to play in each other's stadiums, but force people to stay in hotels, unlike what the MLB is doing, so that there are hotels that could be like rotating floors that get cleaned between visiting teams. This way the teams can still travel and play in the same facilities that they normally would, but give them the ability to still be under some type of bubble. Right, and while it would still be a hassle for the hotels to have to do this and try to minimize all the people on this floor while you're cleaning this floor and all this other stuff, you also have to realize that it's a good advertising opportunity. The official hotel hotel of the 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 Lakers and the visiting team, or yeah, if they end up contracting it with like somebody like Hilton or... Right, you could go with a contract for a nationwide hotel chain and then there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a really good opportunity for whatever hotel chain they go with. I agree wholeheartedly. But I think you have to accept that after the playoffs, you're probably going to need to take the rest of the year or at least a month out of the year off for people to go home, be with their families... Yeah, because if you don't let them go home after them being in a bubble for months, they're going to lose their minds on you, like, without a doubt. I mean, people are already trying to break the bubble anyway, so. Right. I think no matter what, you're going to lose November. You're probably going to not even start in December because you have Christmas and all the other holidays, so you're probably going to start in January either way, whether you go in the bubble again or whether you're playing in each other's stadiums, arenas, what are they called? Stadiums. Or arenas. You could go either one. They're both safe. We're going to say I was right. Yeah. That never happens on this part of the pod. Yeah, not usually. It's just like me struggling on the book side of things. There were a few blowouts this week. It seemed like these games got out of hand offensively is the easiest way to put it. Like They're all out of hand all the time. It's only because they score more than 10 goals in a game. No, no. Because I listened to the baseball thing without having a problem. Yeah. This is nonsense. Scoring over 100 points in a game. Yeah. So we'll start it off with one of those. Defense, people. The Memphis... Defense. Defense. No defense. (laughs) There was a little defense, but it was by the Memphis Grizzlies. Your grandmother wouldn't be happy with this outcome, as she does like to support the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. But the Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Thunder 121 to 92. 92. A reasonable number. A losing number in this instance. (laughs) So the the voice of reason is a loss. Yeah. The Celtics this week on Friday also defeated the Raptors 122 to 100. Is that who we're going to support? Are we going to support the Raptors? (laughs) Maybe. They don't have Kawhi anymore who used to play at SDSU, so maybe not. But it's a Raptor. Yeah. That's not the sound they make. No, it's not at all. (laughs) the kings defeat the pelicans and i knew you'd like this one just because hockey has the kings and basketball has the kings they both play in california just not anywhere near each other right right it ended up being 140 to 125 i chose that one just because i knew you'd give me that look that you're looking right now which is crazy sport numbers and then the rockets from houston defeat the los angeles lakers 113 to 97 on thursday 97, a reasonable score. Also Also a losing losing score. score. I knew you would say that. Yes. The Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Heat, uh, 130 to 116. The Clippers defeat the Mavericks. And this one hurts, obviously, being here in Dallas. We try to support the Mavericks at least a little bit. Do we? we? Well, I do. I like Luca, the Don, and, you know, Przingis. You can't go wrong with either of those guys. I see their pictures when we go to the hockey arena. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> I, I know their faces because of pictures, because of hockey. Yeah. Yeah. 
They got defeated 126 to 111. And then the Celtics defeated the Nets 149 to 115 on Wednesday. I always think it's crazy when you get into that 140 plus range. It's like, okay, guys, somebody needs to be on the basketball court playing these guys right now. Well, like I said last week, no one's playing defense. None whatsoever. It's just about outscoring each other, which I know is the whole point of all sports all the time, but it's boring when it's just one end to the other and one end to the other. Always this way. Yeah. That's all the news I have for the NBA. I don't know if you have anything silly like you had with the wine club. No, but I had the best news. Do you? No, I did. Oh, okay. I'm like, let's hear it. What's the best news in the NBA? I already told you. Then let's continue on to the NFL. Do you have anything for that to start? No. No. All I know is that the season is going to start at some point soon, and they have no plan, and it freaks me out. Yeah. So there's very limited plans put in place by the NFL as it sits. It's mostly under the ability of the actual organizations doing things. Uh, We see how that's worked with federal versus state government here in the U.S. Yeah. So you're seeing some organizations taking it very seriously and others who are just following the bare-bone guidelines from the NFL, which is going to be dangerous for their organizations, obviously, in the long run. But we'll start off with some of the not-so-great news that came out. The Washington football team can't stay out of the news in any way, shape, or form. Um, Well, they're the football team. Yeah, they are the football team. Mm -hmm. Nobody else exists in the NFL, just this one team. They cut a player by the name of Darius Gase or Gacy. I probably Geis. said it wrong. Or Geis. You're reading it upside down. Congratulations. I'm really proud of your I think it's Geis. upside down reading abilities. He was arrested on domestic violence charges, one count of felony strangulation, three counts of assault, battery, and destruction of personal property. I can guarantee it's someone else's personal property. He did turn himself into police once he found out that these charges were being brought against him, so he didn't try to flee the police, which kudos to being kind of... You did a lot of horrible things. Uh, no. He gets no kudos. He doesn't get any brownie points. He was released on a $10,000 bond. The organization obviously cut him, so he's right now an unrestricted free agent. If only they actually cut him. Yeah. It sounds like he deserves it. The information really hasn't come out as to what actually happened at this point in time. Obviously, until the NFL does its investigation and the police department finishes their investigation and trial, information will probably be kept pretty hush-hush overall. And it's going to be alleged and all of that BS. I don't care. You believe women. You don't just let him get away with whatever it is just because he plays for a football team. And then to continue in the news of violence with NFL athletes. Oh, exciting. DeAndre Baker was a part of a group of three athletes that were involved in holding up a party in Florida during the offseason this year. Okay, what? Uh, it's weird. It gets weirder. You're She's holding being... up a party? Yeah. like what, what are you holding them up for? They're things and stuff, I guess, I would imagine. I don't know. A party is a lot of people. Yeah. She is currently being charged with four counts of robbery with a firearm. If convicted, he will face a minimum of 10-year sentence, period, minimum. So the counts can actually end up stacking up to basically 10 years per count. Yeah. So he could end up being in prison for up to 40 years. I've just got a picture in my head of a really big house party and they just come in with guns and no one does anything about it. But I'm sure that's not actually how it plays out. But there were two other NFL players with him. Yeah. 
Um, one of them was traded to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are still trying to figure out what punishment they're going to bring towards him. The police department isn't bringing charges against him. I imagine only because he aided them in their investigation in some way, shape, or form, I would imagine. Right. I'm sure he'll get some form of punishment from the local police department. They don't just let thieves off. Right. Even if you are an NFL star, you usually get something of a charge. Um, But as it sits, those are the two exciting things that were not great news coming out of the NFL this week, shy of COVID things. So I don't... I know there's a correlation between people who play sports and violence. I'm just tired of seeing it. I know correlation is not causation, but... It's very scary to think about people who get trained, especially if you're talking about NFL or the NHL, to be sort of tough and violent doing these things. Right. They are definitely physical specimens that are capable of being human murder weapons. And they're trying to do that or to some extent trying to do that. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of how athletes are treated, not just by the people who pay them, but also by the police. Right. So I never like when this stuff comes up. Well, then let's carry over to the other fun news, the NFL, COVID news. Who doesn't love COVID news in sports right now? That's better, I guess. (laughs) There currently have been 90 players put on the COVID injured list in the first week that the injured list has existed. For the NFL, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people. I think that's another league that the season, as soon as it starts, is going to fall around their heads. Now, 35 of those 90 players have now had the double negative tests and have come back. So realistically, it's not... 90 players actively it's just that's how many have been put on the list within the first week that's still 55 players yeah that's a lot yep a total of 68 players now opted out obviously the nfl deadline for opt-out was last thursday for them to collect on either the not medical exemption or the medical exemption funds for the opt-out for the cba right so 68 players the team that was still hurt the most was the new england patriots they ended up losing eight of their starting players so they definitely have some shoes to fill before camp is over to say the least well i would say that this is an opportunity for your younger guys to finally push their way onto a main is it a line string roster whatever yeah so they have the opportunity to try and show what they're made of i just think this is going to be a very hard season to do that in because i think they're not going to have covid under control right and then they're also considering using virtual fans because it seems to be doing so well in other sports i'm not a fan of those fans I actually prefer what the NHL is doing in their bubble with just having better displays or different displays right. and covering up all the seats. And then you have the NBA doing like Zoom call style people on the court. That's real dumb. Somebody actually brought their goat and made their goat be the what was sitting in the Zoom call. And the announcer thought it was so funny to be like, oh, look, Michael Jordan, the goat has appeared at our game. And I'm like, that's an actual billy goat. It's not... Michael Jordan, stop it. Yeah, no. (laughs) I feel like I've seen that photo. There was a whole video about it. They talked about it off and on through the game at least a dozen times. So I'm sure on the internet somewhere there's a beautiful GIF set of a goat sitting there watching an NBA playoff game. Because that's so much better than actual sports analysis. Right. During a game, come on. And then one more thing related to the COVID side of things. The Titans fined Beasley $500,000 for an unexcused absence from camp. Every day they're capable right now, if you're avoiding camp, 
to charge you $50,000 fines Yikes. a day if you're missing it for unexcused reasons because you're putting yourself at risk for bringing COVID back to the camp. But are the camps like bubbles? Are they so that you can't leave? Again, some teams are and some teams aren't. So I think if your team is doing a bubble and someone leaves for some reason, doesn't show up to practice, then yes, find them. I think if you don't have anything like that in place, then it doesn't make any sense because everyone's leaving. Yeah, technically, right? But he didn't report to camp for five days and in turn got slapped that big money fine. And it's it's been agreed upon by the CBA, so it's not like he didn't know. You can't play stupid. Is it because he didn't tell them that he doesn't want to opt into the season and disappeared for five days? Or is he planning on playing in the season and He's then didn't show up planning on playing days? for the season and just didn't tell anybody why he didn't show up for that period of time. Again, this is one of the reasons you have to be gone for 24 hours or more for the police to decide to look for you. Right. That's all the news I have for the NFL. I don't think you, if you have anything interesting on your end of I stuff. think you showed me that one team had those sprayer things this morning. Oh, yeah. They, they're doing the electrostatic style, like, sanitizing sprayers. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the Broncos that was doing that. So, like, as players come onto the field, they're sanitized from head to toe, which I feel like has got to be one of the weirdest things, but, like... <laughs> If it keeps me safe, I'm game. Giving the electrostatic weird I, water spray shower I thing. don't know how much I think it actually works, but it also makes me think of the Jetsons for some reason. Well, it's the same thing that they're using in the NHL to sanitize locker rooms between games. And right, like I've that. seen so, them doing that, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, it's not unproved science by any means. It's just going to be weird that they're doing it when the players come on to the practice facilities, like instead of just spraying down the facilities after they're done. Well that they should be spraying down the facilities but like why not do it when they come in for the day why just when they're going out to the field that feels like they're doing nothing you show up at the front door hey man you're getting a quick shower here and uh, we'll just let you on your way would make more sense i agree the mls i've got one piece of news and then i'm gonna let you take over because you have some stories i don't have well i have things across the pond Across the pond covered. Yeah. That's good. I didn't get to that very well. The MLS's back tournament, greatest team for a, a tournament ever. For if a you're sporting a five-year-old kid, I'm sure. <laughs> the final will be held Tuesday between Orlando and the Portland Timbers. So you have Orlando SC, not FC. They're a soccer club here in the United States. Because we like to screw everything up, including measurements. And the Portland Timbers playing each other. Really? Yeah. And when they come onto the field, they shout, Timber. Timber. Yep. That is so dumb. That That's the end of the news I have. At that least is so dumb. Oh, goodness. Why is that a thing? <laughs> Juventus chief Agnelli has come out and said they are adamant that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to remain with Juventus despite their FA Cup loss and all the rumors that have come out about them trading him or him wanting to leave the club. Their FA Cup loss, or is it like a Serie A? Like I'm pretty sure it said FA Cup in the article. I don't know Italian soccer that well, so they lost to Arsenal. Maybe I don't think it's FA Cup. It's either Europa League or it would be Champions League. See, this is what happens when you don't help me figure this out. (laughs) Because if Juventus is playing Arsenal, let me let me get to the bottom of this really quick. Anyway, so the chief for Juventus, Agnelli, 
said that they think the reason this is becoming newsworthy is that the media always stirs up this kind of stuff after a loss like this. Quite a thing to come out and say. I thought we only talked crap about our media here in the U.S. Now, sports teams are pretty notorious for talking crap about media outlets all over the place. No, I've got it here. So it was Champions League. They played on Friday and lost. And a fun tidbit of news about Juventus. They fired that coach. Did they? uh, This morning. Ouch. And they replaced him with the Italian legend Pirlo, who was one of the longest serving players for the Italian national team. Honestly, I think that's a great move. Pirlo is an amazing soccer player, was always very good at coaching up younger players in the Italian organization. So probably not a bad move for Juventus. They just signed him for a two-year contract that runs till June 30th, 2022. Okay. Good thing I looked up the Juventus stuff. That's yeah. a fun tidbit of information it for just Juventus. Literally two hours ago was announced. Yeah. And the other thing I have is Christian Pulisic from the Premier League with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. he's possibly going to miss the start of the season due to hamstring issues, according to Chelsea's manager, Frank Lampard. And the injury happened during the FA Cup loss to Arsenal, so that's where I got that part from. Everything makes so much more sense now. Right. Yes. And yes, he was injured in the second half of that game. He yes. left the game early, so it all makes sense. But the Premier League is due to start on September 12th, I believe, and it's coming a little bit close to now and he's not ready to play yeah and for obvious reasons too with the champions league matches around the corner there's going to be some teams that are going to have to delay the start of some of those season matches i know that in uh, the bundesliga they've already announced that the Bayern munich game on september 18th there's always a chance that it's going to get pushed back because if Bayern munich is playing in the champions league final which is august 23rd that's very close proximity to the actual start of the regular season and they want to give everybody a fair good amount of time off between for camps and stuff. Yeah, and that's what they're doing in the Premier League as well, is if you're playing extended beyond what other teams are playing, then your date of return is going to change. So, Right, which is good, I think, for all organizations involved, realistically, because the last thing you want to do is be playing high-level soccer, and then a week later, starting a whole brand new long season again, you know, just due to delays in COVID. Right. I understand the organizations are trying to get it started as soon as possible. Well, they don't want COVID to affect the next season, but no matter what, it's going to. And it's right. the same thing with basketball, like we were saying earlier. It's going to be the same thing with hockey. Considering we're not going to finish the Stanley Cup playoffs until, what was it, October 10th? Right. So, I mean, that's normally the start of the regular season has already happened. Right. So it's going to affect everyone. They need to accept it. Yeah, and... And realistically, like, even if it is starting a month later, that's still going to give you the opportunity to end the season in a reasonable time the next year for a full season if you really have to play one. Right. In most sport instances, Mm -hmm. anyways. I think baseball's going to be a little bit weird, but... Yeah, spring training might come around a little faster than they'd hoped, to say the least. But I think that's all the news I have. That's definitely all the news I have. So we'll leave you guys on that note. We will be picking the winners at some point today for by the time this comes out the winner of our giveaway will be announced and hopefully responded back from them so that we can send them the cool things that we're going to give them yeah but we appreciate you guys listening today make sure you check out all of our social media which will be linked down below and we'll catch you on thursday with the book podcast thank you so much guys have a good one bye bye